When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you ready to start this podcast episode, Kitty? Uh, let's hear you talk real loud. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. recording. Hamana, 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 hamana. Um, today I got up and had breakfast later because I was on the news. Perfect. You were on the news this morning? I was. I was on GMT, as they call it. Good morning, America. Good morning, Texas. Texas. Because we're in Texas. I didn't know that Texas used to be a country all on its own. All on its own. They've been wanting to secede ever since. I wonder if they're going back there. Probably. Yeah. It's our 100th episode. This is 100? I wish these made noise. I know. <laughs> 100 episodes. I can't believe it when we started this thing that the pandemic was only in the last two weeks. and I know. People were making sourdough bread and shit. Man. I know. Think of all the things we've crossed, all the bridges, all the things we've talked about, you know? So many things. So these many things. These take a lot of lung capacity to, <laughs> to make. In the go. beginning of the pandemic, I could have really extended, but now it's like... It's like little <laughs> congratulations. We just watched Seinfeld last night where they're high five or putty. Oh yeah, high five. Yeah. Up high, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me on the flip side. Is that what he said? Something to, to uh, Elaine. She's like, we have to break up. We're almost done with Seinfeld. <laughs> I know. It's sad. We have uh, exactly ten episodes left. I, I feel like I could start over and watch it again, though. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's a lot. That's a big I'm, commitment. I know. It is a big commitment. Congratulations to all of you who have stuck with us mm-hmm. through the years. Yeah. Is it years? Yeah. How long have we been in this pandemic? Years. Two. We started this as a way of uh, doing what? Dos años. Hmm? Uh, okay. Uh, un, trois. Deux. Oh, deux. Three. Yeah, trois. Deux. Deux. It sounds so deux silly. Deux. Un. Two years. You got to say it with your nose. Deux. Here. It's, I can't. It's back there. I don't uh-huh. know how to make that. Okay, this is dead air. <laughs> but seriously, we started this podcast mm-hmm. two years ago. Is it two years? Yeah, we and started it in March of 2020, didn't we? Like when the pandemic hit, we were like, yeah, when we Bye-bye. we were getting we the lockdown was going to happen, and oh, uh, yeah. we just decided. Well, although my timeline is a little foggy, I don't know exactly when the Sean's lockdown. not very good with timelines. No, it's more of this uh, amorphous. Well, I know we started. We planned to start this. And it was almost exactly a year. So it had to be February. So I think we started before the pandemic because remember when we recorded those episodes back at YouTube Space LA uh, and it was a Valentine's. We were like, we'll launch it on Valentine's. And then that we, was a full year even before, mm-hmm. almost a year and a half before that, I think. No, it was a year because I remember I was like, wow, it's been almost exactly a year since okay. we recorded those. Anyway, we didn't realize that when we recorded those at YouTube Space, they weren't going to allow us to put them on a different channel. They all had to go on my channel. The missing episodes, if you will. Lost. It's okay. I was better then than I am now. I I, I looked at the footage the other day. You were better then? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, no. Remember even our first few episodes here? You're like, I don't like to be on camera. This is so uncomfortable. And I was like, welcome to my world. Yeah. Get used to it, buddy. Then there's the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't say that on the air. Why? 
I'm just kidding. This you isn't the air. If you want. <laughs> say what you say what you want to. Um, but yeah, it's been a hundred episodes. Thank you so much for following along. Really? Ta-da. If you've listened to every one, I, uh, I feel sorry for you. I, I don't. Why uh, do you, why would you say that? Well, I could have done a better job. My pledge to you is to do a little bit more research over the next. Why? <laughs> Nobody wants that. That's stupid. What a waste of time. I know. But, uh, you know, God forbid that uh, someone starts looking back through our old episodes. Oh, who cares? Dig- I mean, if I just cannot, this whole cancellation of old shit. Oh, uh, you know what happened this morning? What happened? Bright and early today. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that cancel culture canceled. Uh, cancel culture it cancels itself it's come full circle you know that thing of a a snake where it's eating its tail yeah yeah it's like an ancient prophecy Mm. uh, from the mayans or Mm -hmm. maybe i don't know indochina but uh the snake is eating its tail and cancel culture has come full circle yeah so yeah yeah. i still it's funny because i had that call or that call that like live audio room with jamila jamil and she had a good point about how cancel culture needs to exist for things like henry wine what not Henry, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey, Har- oh, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, or yeah. whatever, and uh, certain other things. I forget what she named because otherwise it, you know, doesn't have enough power to like make change. Blah blah blah. You know what? But, well, hold on, let me finish. So she that was her argument that like it needs to exist for that. But I don't think of that as cancel culture. I think of that as the law. Exactly. And this guy's a fucking dirtbag. Send him to jail. And. That's just the power of social media is the ability to bring people together and to have a voice. Yeah. If it's pressure that's brought on by the mm-hmm. public to to have lawmakers or police mm-hmm. uh, do something. But those are things that are against the law. Like yes, you, exactly. You're actually breaking yeah. the law. And I don't like when people don't agree with someone and then are like, you shouldn't exist. Yeah. So there you have it. Anyways. Like if I, you broke the law and you did something and you actually had harmed someone or something, then yeah cancel them or whatever put them in jail but yeah but i'm just saying like the that's what they're talking like can't, but if you're like, distasteful mm-hmm. if you don't like what someone's saying because there's a, a lot buffoon, of people i don't like just what they tune say. out man yeah. a lot you of know, people are buffoons don't give them your time I'm a buffoon. so if you did give us your time over the last two years we appreciate it mm-hmm. and um oh that's how it. you're gonna wrap up that conversation yeah i mean that wasn't a wrap-up for that conversation it's a wrap-up of a different conversation <laughs> no i'm just bringing it full circle <laughs> mm. yeah mm. Back to the snake analogy. I am mm-hmm. no longer a coffee person. Dun, I don't dun, think dun. that's really true. It gives me the shits. Well, it's hard on your system. Yeah, it's it ever. It's a, it's like it's this battery city. acid that like I it starts here, it starts to burn, it goes down my throat. And not just because it's hot. Like there's like an acidic property to it. And well, I, don't I don't know. Maybe it's Nespresso or maybe it's Costco. No, I don't know. I don't think you take good care of your digestive system. So oh. You have trouble all the time. Yeah. Well, so coffee, though, I, it just doesn't agree with me anymore. I liked it. I thought I was a coffee person, and this was going on since my uh, my early 20s. You drank way more. Like, I'm a one cup. Like, I'll drink this, and then that's it. Sometimes I might have one more, but usually not. Yeah, like I would 90. have a pitcher. I mean, a, a pot. A pitcher. <laughs> this isn't beer we're talking about, Sean. This is coffee. Uh, hey, buddy, mm-hmm. send me another pitcher to my table. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and over the last six months, I've discovered that... I am a tea person. Mm. And I, I used to think when I was younger, I'm a tea person. And then I, I didn't like it at all. I've always liked iced tea. I like the flavored tea. Oh, yeah. Like you can get passion fruit. Yeah. Or like, yeah yum, yum. You know, yeah. Dragon fruit, passion fruit, any fruit really in the tea. It's pretty mm. good. Lemon tea. I'm not a big fan of like uh, green tea. That also. I don't of, like the flavor of green tea. There's like an alkaloid in there that I think 
Well, you're allergic to, aren't you? Or something? It makes you nauseous? Know. Yeah, it makes me nauseous. It makes me a little queasy. Mm -hmm. So I kind of steered away from tea for a while, but I am on a kick right now. And this is simple. I mean, kick is a strong word. You guys. Unsweetened tea. I've been buying tea for a while and we recently got Milo's, which is like, or Milo's. I don't know how they say it. It's like a, it's from Louisiana. No, Alabama. I think some, anyway, it's, it's a, delicious. it's something we didn't have in LA. Like I never saw Milo's or whatever, but they make a lot of sweet tea. And I'm not a fan of sweet tea. No, I don't need a bucket of sugar. No, but we do like unsweetened regular tea. And so that's what that is. It's nice. It's like when you go to, um, oh, I don't know, uh, a sushi place and you have a, a little bit of uh, hot tea. It's usually green tea. Mm, no, you can just Sometimes have regular oolong, tea. Oolong, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, oolong. Oolong. I just like saying it. Uh -huh. Earl Grey. There's fun names in tea. Coffee. Yeah, so it's now like, you're a tea person? Well, I'm going to try it out. I'm still a coffee person. Maybe I'll wear a monocle or something. I don't know. It's funny. I wonder, I worry now about your digestive system. No, I'm not too worried. But coffee just like it upsets me. Yeah. Like well, I think me. you used to drink it on an empty stomach, which I just think is disastrous. You know, what's weird is that, and it could just be the brands of coffee that I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. We've had a lot of different things though. I know, but the, the Costco one, because it sounds like a good deal. It's a big bag. Um, it may be good for some people. I don't know where they source it from. But for some reason, the jitters are so much that I, I vibrate on my chair. You're like Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I really, I, I get that feeling and it just like I'm crawling out of my skin. Oh, I think that's because you drink too much. No, because I, I backed it off to one cup of coffee a day. With over the food? last Yeah. Okay. Over the last, uh, I don't know, six months. And I just can't tolerate it. It's mm. so strange. Mm. It just, and then halfway through a cup, I'm like, it's disagreeable. I'm I'm basically renouncing coffee for. I'm gonna test it out. So I'm gonna go for maybe, I don't know, uh, two months mm -hmm. with no caffeine from coffee. Mm -hmm. I'll still have tea, but there's more caffeine in tea. I found out, which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. But that's what's weird. Then first of all, you're weak. I can't believe you can't drink coffee. What's wrong with you? What happened to you, Sean? Come on, come on. <laughs> you know how you know you turned forty five. I guess you because forty six is coming up, or no, forty seven for me. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! You know That's you how you know you're you getting old. <laughs> what year is it? How old am I? Yeah. Where am I? What's happening? That's the next stage. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Why are these peas so mushy? No, um, I mean I can never drink coffee on an empty stomach. I'll give you that. It's it's disastrous. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I will feel nauseous. Like I'm going to throw up. It's like uh, taking vitamins on an empty stomach. Like don't do it. Um, or for me at least, which always reminds me of your sister. And I've pulled the story. I think how Noah ran out of the house yeah. after eating his vitamins and threw up in the, the lawn and then got on the bus. And she was like, what's going on? Your sister's like, I guess have a good day, boy. Like it's so. Vitamins on an empty stomach. It doesn't yeah. work. No, nope, doesn't it does work. It does not work. Um, what's going on with you? So I can't drink coffee on an empty stomach, but I, with food, once I've had breakfast, I'm, I'm golden. Yeah. But again, I only have one cup. I've never been a big drinker of it because I do get the inside shakes. I do. I so there was a period in my life where I smoked cigarettes. Yes, uh, when I met Sean, he smoked. Nah, not that much though. But you did. That'd be like having a beer. But when I was younger, <laughs> like when I first started drinking coffee, people with cigarettes are it, like, it, if you smoke, you smoke. It doesn't matter if you're having like two a day. But or 10. nicotine and and caffeine mm -hmm. is a nice fix. If you, I have no idea about that fix. Yeah, if you're writing. My dad smoked growing up, well, his whole life. So I think it's disgusting. Yeah, it's really gross. It's bad for you. And I wish I had never done it. But 
if you smoke, so the nicotine plus caffeine mm-hmm. is just rocket ship to the moon. Yeah, if they could, if you could get uh, nicotine without the cigarettes. So I guess is nicotine. It's, is nicotine itself bad for you? I've no. never looked into it because why would I care? Uh, mild, a mild <laughs> stimulant. I'm guessing. I'm not a doctor here. If there's a doctor in the audience, please let us know. Or maybe Sue, the science wanker, will know. Ah, Sue, please let us know. Yeah. Is it an alkaloid? What is that? I don't know. I'm gonna have to do some you googling. You googling? Okay, Google is nicotine an alkaloid? On the website axe.org, they say nicotine is an unusual alkaloid in that it has two nitrogen-containing heterocycles, pyridine and pyrrolidin. Thank you, <laughs> digital overlords, mm-hmm. for the answer. Oh, just doing her job. Get back in your cage. What do they say that if robots take over the world, they'll kill the men first because women forty are forty percent more likely to be nice to their devices? Right, right. After seeing Courtney and Evan's oldest boy peer yell at Alexa repeatedly, I was like, "This is true." Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm friendly with the robots. I like them. I if I knew how to build one, I would. And yeah, then I'd, I'd make it do all the tasks that I don't like to mm, do. That's fair. But I'd I'd program it so it enjoyed the tasks. Mm, I love cleaning the toilet. Mm. This is no, oh, picking up dog poo outside. I love it. Mm. See, I don't, those aren't, I wouldn't even say those are your least liked things. Your least liked to do. What is my least liked to do, Katie? Laundry. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd build a laundry Sean robot. The <laughs> laundry ca- Sean robot a, 2000. It's called a washing machine. You really just need someone to fold your laundry. That's where you get stuffed up. I, I do. I have a basket right now. <laughs> I know you do because you he's doing laundry later today, I'd assume. <laughs> you brought a handful, like holding it, you guys. If you're just listening, I'm, I'm gesturing like putting your hands underneath and holding like a big pile of laundry and you walked through the living room. And when you did that, Detective Katie was like, he can't bring his basket out because it is filled with clean laundry still from last week. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you may be wondering, how do I get such fine such wrinkles? Shirts. You know, it's it's a look that I affect. <laughs> I, I try and have a wrinkled look. It's a real patina. Yeah, mm. it, it shows, it, it gives off this, this cool like artist look. Like he doesn't really care, you know? It's more like he just really doesn't like to fold his laundry. Fuck, do I ever hate folding laundry? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's one of the, and uh, ever since we got together, I found out that I was doing my laundry wrong. Well, yeah, because you complain all the time that your shirts didn't fit quite right. And I was like, that's because you wash them in warm and dry. His pants didn't used to be these short. Yeah. These short? <laughs> these oh, short. Gosh. So short, they're cutting off the circulation in my brains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, My brains, you mean my crotch, you know. <laughs> His pants are tight. Super tight. No, he would wash everything in warm water and dry them on high. I didn't know. And so anybody who out there is like me and you, I think women, because our clothes just fit more, they're cut for a tighter fit, I guess. Yeah, I'm not wearing the Euro fit. I mean, I'm not either, but I'm just saying that like our clothing, women's clothing is just different. And so from a younger age, I realized things would shrink and shirts would get too short. And I'm not a bear my midriff type of gal. So I'd be like, were you in the 90s? Were you a a country music fan? A hundred percent. So did Shania Twain, did that revolutionize your town? No, but she was very popular. But people, some people did show their midriff, but not very. I grew up in like more of a conservative area. But you had your belly button pierced, Katie. I did. Or not your belly button, but the, the my, area next to your belly button. Like, you say belly button, yeah. Oh, okay. I had that pierced, yes. Oh. But I never, I mean, you'd see it if I wore a swimsuit. Yeah, okay. 
for your eyes only. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if I got that done? <laughs> You're like, no, Sean. there was a guy, um, a guy in high school that got his belly button pierced, and we were like, why? And he's like, because I wanted to. Because I went I to like, Bali. I was know? like, good answer. Um, no, but anyway, I learned early on that clothes will shrink. And so, and my mom was, you know, you've seen my mom do her laundry. It's like, everything's cold water unless it's like towels. I really and stuff. don't pay attention. To oh, mom. well, she hangs everything in that room. She has like the, all the little hanging things. I don't even know what room you're talking about. The room next to the room we stay in, her office. Oh, that's right. She does hang everything there. <laughs> like, what? I was like, we worked out of that room for a month. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm traumatized by laundry. Her... I just put it out of my mind whenever like, I see la, some... la, la, la. But anyway. Unless it's someone's dirty laundry. Then I like to get in there. And I'm you like, want to air what, it? What kind of dirty business do we have going on here You're such know? a germaphobe you wouldn't either no. that's a lie you just always wash warm and dry oh and so then you no one ever told you hey it's gonna fuck your clothes up that's like we, for a while you thought if there was mold on any kind of thing you could just cut it off and eat the rest and i was like no yeah well, i didn't know that how <laughs> mold, mold worked uh through vegetable or not mm. vegetables so like a strawberry if it's like got a little fuzz on it i'm like that's nah, fine just ri- wipe it off you know a wipe it you wouldn't even cut that bit off no i mean cut it off you know like get rid of it i think you meant wipe no <laughs> but i was half right because where that comes from is my love of cheese i know that you can cut it off cheese because yes. cheese is certain cheeses yeah hard cheeses mm-hmm. because they're uh anaerobic the the oxygen doesn't through. yeah there's no way as kramer would say mm-hmm. yeah um and it's i mean it's not going to kill you or anything but I was just like, no, I mean, it, it could make you sick. Could make you sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's penicillin. That's not the same thing. No, right. No. But yeah. Anyway, so once I taught you that, you've not lost as many shirts as you used to lose. <clears throat> but they are stiff as a board. Uh, I do not like <laughs> my jeans being dried. Oh, I dry my jeans. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Um, I don't like them hung dry. They're too stiff. Yeah. They're like a board for the Even first- if. I needed to hang them dry. I would at least put them in the dryer for like five minutes to fluff them. Some people are denim freaks. What's that mean? They're like super, just like a sneaker head. I don't think they're really into denim. Yeah. Like they're, they hunt down old pairs of selvage, uh, denim, like old school. Like Wranglers. Now, no, not Wranglers, but like, uh, Levi's. Yeah, let's say Levi's. Oh, this was uh, issued in 1972 and it had, you know, and then they, because if you buy denim, now I don't know what I'm talking about here, but if you buy denim, you can buy like $500 pair of jeans, not from like a bougie denim company, but you can buy Levi's that are really expensive. Can you? Yeah, because they do selvage, which is like, I don't know what the hell that means, but I just know that they charge more for that. It's like a- Is it like a redo? Eh? Like, uh, it's like a-, a there's a company, um, I think it's called Redone, and they take old like Hanes, Levi, like classic. No, Americana. no, that's not what I'm talking oh, about. Okay, uh, this is just it's like a finer quality, a finer loom, maybe better cotton. Oh. Uh, I don't know, a tighter weave. Who but cares that much? They're beautiful. They're really, really. Who wants thick pants? They're not thick. It's like better cotton, hmm. better. Okay. Better process. So it's like 150 bucks for a pair of jeans. I think they're a lot more expensive. I think you can get. That's really a ripoff. Well, I I don't spend that. I go five hundred ones, baby. I, I know old school button fly. Sean buys. Sean's like Superman. He likes Levi's five hundred ones, and oh, we just learned because Sean's like, I think I need some new T shirts. But usually he's just a J Crew basic crew tee. Like that's your your style, and that's what he likes, and that's fine, and it's wonderful. Unless it says Saint Peter's Bagel on it, then I then I'll get a a printed graphic tee. 
I'm very proud of this, by the way. I can't wait to strut around the neighborhood. Are you good? And someone's going to ask me, "What was? What is that? Where is that?" Did we Vegas? tell them that I got you that? Did we tell them? We didn't tell them. Has anyone used Gold Belly out there? Goldbelly.com. If they want to sponsor us, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> that I would be excited about. <laughs> That'd be exciting. So Gold Belly. We'll get off the jean topic. Yeah, it's no enough for the really jeans. Uh, unless, of course, you uh, are into jeans and you want to write in. If you're a jean head, like a sneaker head, or a, yeah, let a us know. Machine? Jean machine. <laughs> Hey man, are you the jean machine? Okay, send us letters about your jeans. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you have a funny jean story, yeah, please send it in. Okay, so M to the C, the gold belly. Oh, so gold belly. I heard about it probably through you mm-hmm. and I probably scoffed at the idea until I found out that they will ship you things from Montreal. Well, you didn't actually find out. I just had it sent. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, that's what I'm saying. Well, actually, we'd looked into it mm-hmm. uh, earlier, but I was like, that's too expensive. Because I I was hankering. I, I had a hankering huh? for Montreal smoked meat. Now, if you don't know about Montreal smoked meat, you're you got to try it next time you're there. Or go is, to Gold Belly. It's so, it's so expensive to get smoked meat, though, Katie. But if somebody has a hankering, wants to know what it's like, and you have some people coming over. If you're wealthy. How much is this smoked meat? Like a hundred and something bucks? Yeah, it's a couple hundred bucks, probably. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's well, too rich not, for our blood. Yeah. But Montreal smoked meat is amazing. It's Anyways, delicious. You smoked showed, meat peat. Oh, smoked meat peat, smoked baby. meat peat. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of good places. Delicious. Uh, it's, it's unique to Montreal. Yeah, maybe we should book a trip and go back. Yes. Are the borders open? Uh, it's like on, off, on, off again. My dad sent me an article that was talking about how it tricky it is for Canadians to come in and go. They they keep changing the rules. I know. It's, they keep moving the goalpost. What you got to do is join a trucker like, convoy. <laughs> Just drive across. Yeah. It's yeah. the only we'll, way to we'll get across. A, a coyote smuggle us across the, <laughs> a trucker the, coyote. Ice, the ice border, the ice fence into Vermont. Maybe you it's know? not called a coyote then. Would it be called like a polar bear? Mm, maybe mm, a snow fox mm, we'll get snow a snow fox, fox to uh yeah. escort us over the border we'll tunnel through you the snow see, yeah. bank Ooh, good okay <laughs> so back to the gold belly gold belly <laughs> is a service that you go to it's a website yeah go to goldbelly.com i think is what it is it's just fun to look and you put a bunch of things in your shopping basket and then you abandon it because <laughs> it's expensive but if you have a hankering for something from another city another place mm-hmm. they are they only in the united states i'm sure they've expanded to europe i, I haven't I haven't looked for things from Europe yet, but I know that they have, uh, yes, because they have, I know they're, you're, they're worldwide because when I, cause I get their emails every morning. Is this Pitbull's company, Mr. Worldwide? No, it's actually these two, I think they're two New Yorkers or people from Chicago. It's a guy and a girl. Mm. Anyway, they talk, they've talked about their, they even had a big discount cause it was the, one of the owner's birthdays and he was turning, I don't know, let's say 47 or something. So it was like. You get 47% off. It was a crazy good deal. That's anyway, crazy. Um, <coughs> a tickle. So Gold Belly had like the Tortuga, the rum cakes. Ooh. So I thought of you. So I think there, it just depends on from where, you know, and if someone's known for something and they'll sign up for Gold Belly because the company itself has to also, you know, sign up for it. And I'd assume set the price or whatever. And is it only it. food goods? <laughs> Yes. Okay. So let's say you have a hankering for- You can for- get tchotchkes with your food goods sometimes. Okay. Like I wanted to order a shirt for me as well, but I could, it wouldn't allow that. I couldn't just like buy a shirt. Oh, I guess we should tell them what, what, mm. what you got for me. Yeah. So, but I ordered this back in November, mind you. Yeah. And Sean loves stuff from Montreal. And I should have did the smoked meat, but I just know you love St. Peter's. Too Peter's. expensive. 
He loves St. Vieter's bagels. So this is like Montreal bagels. A Montreal bagel is a thing of beauty. First of all, the dough is boiled in honey water. Then it's put on wood planks and put into a wood fire. It's oven. kind of fun to watch them flip them on the wood planks. Now there's a big debate and I, I sometimes I'll poke fun and I'll get into it with people about it. Like New York bagel versus Montreal bagel. I prefer a New York bagel. We've That's argued totally about cool. this, but I, they're both delicious. They're both delicious. But the Montreal bagel <laughs> is just... Man, a wood-fired bagel and the poppy it's seeds. It's a skinnier bagel, and I find it not not as sweet uh, or not as fluffy, which is different. You like the flavor of those. It's just, I wasn't even, it wasn't a shit talk. It was just different. That's how I've experienced I know, them kidding. to be different. But when you get a warm bagel, mm-hmm. like not something that's circular shaped and is inflated like a tire. Yeah, you don't need a huge thing. No. When you mm-hmm. get a bag of bagels from the grocery store, like what is that thing? It's like a- Just bread in a In a circle shape. form, yeah. Might as well be a hamburger bun with a hole punched through it. It's Ooh, terrible. Smart. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but a bagel crafted with care in a wood fire oven mm-hmm. is a thing of beauty. And when you get them, when they just came out of the oven, now of course they wouldn't have stayed that warm on the trip coming out no, here. No, because it took a while. However, they were perfect. And then I fucked them up. You know what I did? Well, not a lot of them. No, I. I so, anyways, sleeve. I'll finish the okay. story. So back in November. Um, Kashan's really hard to buy for because he never tells you what he wants. And all you told me is you wanted that jacket, which is supposed to be shipped out next week. So that's exciting. He wanted a, what's it called? A M3. Oh, a flight pilots, jacket. A flight's jacket. Anyway, I had ordered one of those, but it was the wrong size. Anyway, and then in November, because I got a thing from Goldbelly saying something about St. Vieters, I was like, oh, fuck, I'll get that for Sean. He'll love it. Well, I had to schedule. They're like, the earliest it can be delivered is January 11th. And I was like, sweet Mother Mary. That's not going to do for Christmas. But I was like, I'm going to get it anyway because it's only going to get worse. You know what I mean? And I think it arrived on January 13th or something like that. I didn't know. And you, I think you had forgotten. No, I just didn't tell you because I didn't want to ruin. That was the only surprise I really had for you. Well, lo and behold, I didn't know that you had ordered it. Mm-hmm. So but it showed I was up in the St. Vieter's box. And I was like, and I was like oh, the chick is up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those things like a kid on Christmas morning. I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I forget how many dozen. It was like four or five or something. Uh, four dozen. Yeah. And so the first. And a shirt. Yes. Now, I didn't want these bagels to, to go bad. So I want to preserve them. And now you can freeze a Montreal bagel. You can freeze any bread and yeah, thaw it out it'd be fine yeah so uh but for christmas you also got a food saver from my mama right so i was like oh i'm gonna food save these which was a terrible idea because i sucked all the air out of the <laughs> bagels did just one and they became one. bagel thins they were like Whoop. it's so it was they were very sad <laughs> little, little, little. Yeah, it was <laughs> but, yeah so uh, anyway so one one sleeve was uh but i ate them because they, they were still delicious still very tasty and when i opened the food saver pouch they kind of reinflated like one of those mattresses you get through the mail you know? yeah, yeah um but it was it was still like the dough had been you know uh and swooshed yeah so, so the I'm, others did not get food savered they're just frozen regular and freezer ziplocs after this episode i'm gonna go get uh, myself a poppy seed Ooh. oh yeah because yeah, i got you the ones that i knew you'd like i got you sesame because that's usually what you get when we go into st Peter's. i got everything and then poppy i yeah. think that was it i like all three to be honest mm-hmm. but it, it just depends on what mood you're in you know it's like uh, they only offered like one or two other flavors yeah. there weren't a ton yeah through gold belly at least. i mean let's be honest but how many things can you put on a bagel you know a lot 
I know, but you know when you stand in line at the deli and you're like looking at all of them, you're like blueberry, chocolate, jalapeno. Those aren't bagels. Onion. Oh, that's a bagel. And salt. Yeah. You know. Also, I don't like things baked into the bread. Like I don't need chunks oh, really? of things in the bread. Oh, I like chunks of things. Although I do like a good olive loaf or raisin bread, but not not on a, a bagel. raisin bagel. Mm, okay. I mean, I do, but not a Montreal bagel. What was the thing we used to get at that New York next to our apartment in Santa Monica? I'd love to go back there. It was called the New York Bagel and Deli or something, and okay. they had the Bialis. Oh yeah, those are delicious. What is a Bialy? I I would assume it it's something that uh, I have no idea. Yeah. This is one perk. So my assistant slash friend Jules is dating a lead baker. And she was saying how when she'll say she's going to get bread, he's like, I'll get it for you. And he'll like give her fresh bread. And I was like, she's got the hookups. Damn it. Why <laughs> does she have to live so far away now? That's going to make her have to run even more because she, she tries to stay uh, she fit. fit. But, fitness. you know, if you find, if you. Uh, data bread maker. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Right, that's you hit the lotto. That's what I told Lauren. <laughs> Game when, over. <laughs> Lauren, when she met Adam. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what does he do? And she was like, he's a, a chef. And I was like, what is what's his specialty? And she was like, pasta and pizza. And I was like, sign me up. I'm coming to visit. This <laughs> sounds amazing. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, the other night he made me tortellinis by hand. And I was like, I haven't ventured what? into making uh, hand done posture. i did for a while it's a, it's very labor intensive right. but it, the payoff is pretty amazing if you did it's just egg yolk water and mm-hmm. flour right it depends on what kind of pasta like the you're type making of flour is the important part yeah yeah but um three ingredients maybe a pinch of salt yeah salt usually and that's it i have no idea it depends on it depends on what kind again like if you're making egg noodles there are more yolks if you make um i don't know i think raviolis had a different spotzel but oh is yeah, it, remember what Flula made? Yeah, and they just pinch little. They just pinch little pieces off into the. Yeah, that little water. grater thing. It would like fall through. Mm. I anyway. remember Saeed uh, <laughs> when his, or I it's heard about when Saeed, uh, his parents came over from Pakistan, mm-hmm. and they were uh, his mom was oh, yeah, making. She'd roll those little, yeah, little little things, and she'd make a big bowl of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. Well, not some a, sort of pasta. It was like a, and they would make it like once every year or something. So she made a bunch so that they had it on hand. It was very sweet. Eggs are life. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, delicious. Yeah, at least for, uh, yeah. For, but what for, I was going to say is, if we wanted to make pasta, we could make a bunch of it and then dry it out or save it or freeze it. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, make our you, own. Mm-hmm. We could use the food saver. I want to use the food saver on everything. He does. He wants to food save everything. If my mom is listening to this, you hit the jackpot. Um, she loves to buy gifts like that too. I am my mother's practical daughter. Yeah, practical items. gifts. You know, I, I enjoy a practical gift myself. She's not a practical joker though. Very serious. That's not true. <laughs> anyway, um, in other news around the house, no. we got a new fence. Oh, yes. Praise Jesus, Roxy. whoever. She is not. We, when we moved into our home, we knew it was even on the list. So for anybody who hasn't purchased a home, you get an inspection and even the owners have to disclose things they know need to be repaired. Like, uh, was a ghost in the house? Does that need to be repaired? Do you need an exorcist? <laughs> you know, you have to disclose that. I know in California you do anyways. Are you joking? No. Who takes some, that shit seriously? Not a ghost, sorry. But if someone passed away in, in a home. Oh, yes. If someone died in the house, you have to tell them. You have to tell them. Because yeah. some people are weird about that. But anyway, this... On our disclosure, it said, you know, a uh, fence is rotted and will need repaired 
you know, quickly or immediately or something. And so, of course, we're moving in and getting settled and we had to get to know our neighbors and then other homes were selling in our area that were like neighboring us. So we're like waiting for other people to get into the homes. And anyway, so we finally got it all together and it was really fast. Yeah. It, it was down guys, and up in two days. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. It was cool to see the fence down though. And you could look into other people's windows. It was weird. At night. It was like <laughs> at night. Sean couldn't have a creepier sentence. Well, no, because TVs are so big now. You can see what other people are watching. It's not my fault you have such a giant TV on. I know? didn't notice that. I just noticed Taking during, notes who's watching CNN or day, who's watching Fox. You know, I was just like, oh, it's mm. so weird. Like looking through. Because I was like, oh, I guess that's their property then. Oh, weird. That's their setup. That's the the shape of their property. Right. Because you only see yours. You know, it was just weird and funny. They but, are strange property lines here. I'll, I'll yeah, it's like that. weird angles. And yeah. it's not just like a, I think because it wasn't like this development like they are now where they're like, boom, 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 like barely any property. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. And then the new fence is up and Roxy can roam around. I mean, today she's at training, but <clears throat> which Christina's bummed because she's coming to visit and no Roxy. Hey. Gives her a reason to come back out, not yeah. to hang out with you, but to see the puppy. Huh? <laughs> I think it was like a twofer, you know, mm-hmm. two birds, one stone. But Get that puppy breath. Yep. She loves the puppy smell. But anyway, uh, so we got a new fence and it's beautiful. I know. We're we're making strides in the world of home ownership. It's funny. It made me feel really good. Like we finally accomplished something. I know. Because we, we have a neighbor who's like two doors down that wanted his fence different than anyone than everybody else wanted their fence and so that was a bit of like well how are we going to do this because it's cheaper if you just all do the same thing but everybody was already on the same page for this other anyway it was just crazy and so finally luckily the one area where it's going to overlap with our the neighbor in between us and the one who wanted the different fence they were like i'll just pay for my part of that and we'll just put two types of fence right next to one another right yeah. is that what they did <clears throat> and we were like praise jesus let's move on let's get this fence up yep because that was the f- the final it does look good royale. though it's beautiful the only thing is i think we're gonna have to stain it i know but i don't know i don't know if we will or not i mean i mean we should we should do it in like the next like month exactly because mm-hmm. if you only stain one side of it well, no, we'd point? have to get into the other people's property and have them do uh, it you yeah, know but that's like buckets of stain yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's you, why you they don't, don't do it. To. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Let's get into their letters. Oh, ah, ow. Hit my, ow. She struck me. For those of you who are ah. just listening and not I hit watching, my microphone. I struck you. Oh, you know what, though? I did want to talk about something I saw. Mm. I used to watch Nova on, tel- on PBS when I was a kid. What's Nova? We were watching it last night. And it was. Oh, they the always poop had, guy? Scatologist. He was a scat. Oh. It's not a poop guy. Come on, use the scientific Sorry, I have term. Some ice in my mouth. I'm a scatologist. And I thought he was, was going to do. <laughs> do, 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 do. I thought he, he was going to scat. He looked like ZZ Top. He so this guy was Australian or Tasmanian. Tassie. He was a Tassie, and so he was Tasmania. Looking, he's from Tasmania. He his, all of our Tassie viewers revolves are, around. Are like, are you serious? See, Dookie. Yes, he's a scatologist. Dookieologist. A poop, a poop professional. <laughs> anyway, he was looking at wombat poop that apparently always has six sides or something. How crazy is that? That a wombat's butt will produce a six-sided dye? 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 Yeah, like it. A little poop square? Yeah, it was so strange. Is and there a butthole square shape? I don't know. It's very mechanical. <laughs> <laughs> like a trash compactor. I'm very... And yeah. I'm also... It's like Wally. I'm mathematical. Yeah, exactly. He just shoots it. Yeah. That's what I do. 
But apparently they talk through their poop. It, that's his hypothesis. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, so his job <laughs> is to uh, examine poo. And he puts and, up these field cameras and he's like, look, and it like turns and takes a shit. <laughs> and he's like, it pooped right on the place where we put the new poop. <laughs> yeah, he thinks that they communicate. It tells you who's in the neighborhood, which makes sense. You know how many they they know the smell of the other. I don't know. But it was just funny because Homeboy was looking. So he calls it the latrine mm-hmm. where uh, they they go do their business because they they're. Oh, are they kind of like pigs where they like poop in one area yeah. and then they do everything? Else? Yeah, they yeah. have like a little burrow, a den, mm-hmm. and they all go in there and then they go eat the grass elsewhere. But they come back to this one area to poop. Yep. It's and the uh, they all know each other. It's by, a shitting log, as yeah. the Norsemen would say. That's right. The shitting log. And so uh, his hypothesis was they were communicating. It was like their email system. So mm-hmm. he would go to one side of the island. Email system. And he would gather poop there and he'd bring it to another part of the island where they, these two different wombat communities didn't know each other. And he would leave the poop and then he would photograph. I, I thought this guy's a creep. I mean, also, he was picking up the dookie you said, and his beard was dragging him. Yeah, he had a long beard. And he was like, That's why I said he looked like ZZ Top. Look at at this scat, he said. It's such, such, you know, interesting. uh, And and so he's like climbing into the latrine and he's dragging this long gray beard through the poo. And I was like, And now, I mean, his defense is just grass and whatever. And he like touches it all day long. It's a tightly packed poop. Yeah, they're little pellets, kind of. Yeah, six sided pellets. Yeah, it's Uh, not like, but they're big wombats and they're cute. Roxy did not know what to do with them. Right. Usually she barks at the TV when she sees a dog or, you know. Uh, I don't know if she does anything with cats. She might growl. Yeah. Well, she saw a wombat and she was like, one ear went up, one ear went down. She's like, I don't know. Yeah. She did this funny like. She didn't bark. It was this weird. She was like, what the fuck are you? Why do they recognize? I guess they just recognize shapes, you know, like and they categorize it. That's a that's a dog for sure. This is human shape. This is, you know, or whatever they you know, I don't know. It was just funny because I've never heard her make that noise. And she gets really confused because our TV is above our fireplace. It's like she thinks that they're in the fireplace somewhere. Yeah. When they walk off screen, she then yeah, goes into like, the fireplace. She's like, mm. she looks around the TV like, where'd they go? Yeah. Which makes sense. You know, object permanence. She's like, where did it go? The scatologist <laughs> lost me, though. So and we watched Nova you? for another 10 minutes. I mean, was- you mainly because I was like ironing and stuff. Right. Uh, he he then went to I believe uh, Southeast Asia or I don't know anyway somewhere where rhinoceros live. Oh yeah yeah. And and, and he he gets there he's like the rhinoceros dookie is is bigger. He and, doesn't call it and dookie, fresher though. and, the and he, then he starts digging through with a stick. I'm like buddy what are you doing? He's like look and we found a cow patty right next to it. You can see how big a rhinoceros is. And then he starts saying, like, how big of a bottom is it that this comes out of? And I was like, my goodness, this guy was really. Well, he's he's a scatologist. I know. And then. Why are you surprised he digs through Dookie? Well, it was just weird because as he was digging through it. Now he's going to tell you a lie. He was. (laughs) He's scatting. (laughs) 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 He's a a double scatologist. (laughs) Double time. Yeah. <laughs> but he was digging, you saw him he was digging through it and and then he, well, he said, was telling you what was in it and what their diet was and also it was so large because look at the size of this animal yes. versus this animal that's it and but he said i can't imagine the size of the bottom this came out of mm-hmm. and then they pan the camera across and of course it's a you know very uh rural there's some farmers in a field there's a couple of you know the not a north american or european cow 
or a South American cow. It's kind of like the the real thin ones mm. um, that are like not super thin, but there's another breed of cow that's like more like rib cage and. Oh, I don't uh, know if I've seen that. I think this is a malnourished cow. No, but well, anyways, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I remember thinking. But they showed that, and then they showed a fucking rhinoceros next to it, and it looked like a dinosaur standing next to a cow. Well, I was like, "What?" Rhinoceros are crazy because they very horny. They have like this shell that's like armor, like big chunks of it. Yeah. It in the way that it moves, it's just wild. It almost looks like like armadillos. I wonder if they're in some way related or similar in their structure of their shell slash skin because of the way that it like there's like chunks of it essentially with no movement. And then the way that they have to move, there's like another. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a keratin type, like if it's like Like a a nail. Or if it's something that I don't know. Is between it's interesting and, anyway. It's like the thick stuff, the thick padding on your feet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or like a horse hoof. Ooh, by the way, thick padding on the feet. I'm about to baby feet today. Oh, are you? Today's the day to baby feet. Why is today the day? Uh, I don't know. I just pulled it out of the cabinet and oh. I was like, ooh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pamper treat yourself, Sean. Yeah, because we bought it a while ago. You never did it. I had that little voice that sat on my shoulder. It was like. You you should sit and do work all day. And I was like, yeah, I should. And the other voice said, treat yourself. Do some baby feet. Well, that you can do those both at the same time. I'm uh, very cautious with the baby feet now because I slipped and fell last time. So, What do you mean? I stood up and the jelly sack that was over my foot was so slippery that I, oh, I, don't I went down. I don't remember that. Yeah. In the living room. Here? Yeah. I don't remember. Was it here or did we last do it in Santa Monica? Anyways, I mm-hmm. not that I took a tumble, but I just like... You're not, they say be very careful when um, you walk. And that's why I always make you put the fluffy socks over it. So it's held to your foot. Anyways, you is guys. this the content that you guys came here for? <laughs> hear about my feet. And Can we the get rhinoceros? into their letters or do yeah, you yeah, have yeah. more things you want to oh, talk about? Yeah, no, I do have some more things. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot, but I thought this was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. I saw, you know, I was looking through my news last night, looking for very important, hard hitting topics for mm. us to discuss on the show very today. important. <clears throat> this one was a report that came in through the Daily Mail online. Okay. On his first day on the job, a security guard drew two pairs of eyeballs with a ballpoint pen onto artist Anna Leporskaya's three figures painting pictured uh, during okay. an abstract art exhibi- exhibition in, I'm going to screw this one up, Yekaterinburg, Western Russia. So the security guard, his first day on the job, he was bored. He doodled on someone's art? Doodled on the... On, <laughs> like onto the actual two canvas? pairs of eyes. Yeah, so here's the photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he drew eyes on... That's funny. Oh, there's some shading that you can kind of tell is a face there, that yeah. one. But anyway. But, uh, you know, he figured, well, this isn't quite... It's not complete. The painting, which is insured for $1 million, was damaged by the security guard after he said he he's said to have been very bored on his first day. Wow. Uh, the damage Did they show cost- his drawings? Yeah, here it is. I like to do drawings. Oh, it's not that bad. No, he actually kind of got the proportions right. I was like, you know what? He's actually, Maybe it's a collaborative effort. I know, artiste. Yeah, he's a regular Banksy. I think that's how you say it. Is it Banksy? Banksy. Bansky. Bansky. Thanks. Exit through the gift shop, please. <laughs> that guy, but he's a mystery. I thought they were going to be like horrible, but they were like actually kind of in proportion. Like, have, have you seen this? The restorations that are being mocked uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, on what? Oh, that's true. You and I are in separate worlds. I'm in the fine art world, and you're, you know, you like uh, Ziggy cartoons. Um, no, but 
the the fine I'm art in world. the fine art world. <laughs> Listen, Katie, <laughs> I have been buying NFTs. I know fine art when I see it. We it's own, usually a monkey. Actually, we own one NFT only because YouTube gifted it to us. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with NFTs. I don't understand it. But no, in the uh, fine art world, yeah. I only know this because I think it's funny. Uh, so if you're making fine art, don't at me unless it's it's funny. You know. Yeah, um, this is opinions that don't matter. Right. So there are these beautiful frescoes and, or frescoes or what does that even frescoes. mean? I don't know. I think it's like I thought it was a pop. Okay, continue. Right. <laughs> See, <laughs> one of us knows fine art. One of us thinks it's a pop. It's one of pop us art took art from, history in college. One of us didn't. Didn't go to college. <laughs> so, uh, no, but beautiful paintings from bygone eras, okay. you know, centuries past, let's say. Uh, they hang in museums or they're in the museum's treasure trove in the basement, ready to be presented uh, at a moment's notice when they decide to change up their it's not even a moment's no notice. They usually have dates of when they have installations coming right, in and right. out and the rotations of the art and blah, 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 blah. Something like this, right? I have no idea how museums work, but... They have they this huge, uh, at least at the Getty in LA, there, it was like these huge locked... Oh, they've got massive vaults. Yeah, they're I've like been these huge the vaults, but they're vault. also, they're not just vaults, they're like temperature and humidity controlled. And they have, especially because it's LA and everything just catches on fire all the time. Then they had like all of this other protocol to keep it safe so that if there was a fire, it wouldn't burn the art. Fire suppression systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway. over the centuries, some of these uh, beautiful paintings were aging poorly, let's mm -hmm. say, or perhaps were, were damaged to begin with when they acquired them. I don't know. But well, a lot of times they've been through how many owners and traveled and you know what I mean? Like they've been moved around at yeah. It crumbles. Or the paint or whatever can get really cracked. Or, Brittle. Yeah. The atmosphere plays yep. into it, you know. Totally. Tightens the canvas, releases the canvas with humidity or heat or sunlight, UV damage, whatever. So they have people who restore paintings who are, mm -hmm. you know, art students at some point who really study the masters and who can, I would assume, copy them. Mm -hmm. And so these people are hired by museums. Remember Home for the Holidays? Yeah, that's She's an job. art restorer. They use also, the egg yolk. In Ghostbusters, there's also the guy. Yeah, who, he uh, does. Uh huh. So this is apparently a job, and there's some museum, and I believe it's in Spain. I could be wrong. <clears throat> I could be wrong. I don't know. I'll try and do some research <laughs> after the there's fact. Not, it's not necessary. And put it in the notes. But uh, there's people who restore paintings at this mm -hmm. one place, and and uh, apparently the restorations are so hideous. And I've seen oh, a couple. They do of, a terrible job. Well, you know what, oh, like beautiful painting would be like, and then and uh, and then they'd be like as if a uh, as if I went and restored it, you know, <laughs> thick eyebrows and like and the eyes are just like drawn big, like like almonds with big yeah big eyelashes. Exactly, like it's terrible artwork. On if you can find one, show an image. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on the screen for sure. And it's just embarrassing because it's first not embarrassing. All, it's sad because they're like essentially ruining art well it tells you that one the museum isn't run by artists it's run by bureaucrats mm -hmm. or not bureaucrats but uh it's uh, more financial instead of just the artistry of it or the yeah like who hired it. this person to restore the painting you know yeah, right? and uh, what work it, did they show you here's my previous work it's like a stick figure girl with like three curly hairs coming off yeah her. i gotta pull it up you you take the wheel for a second and all uh mm. terrible art restoration yeah i mean I think art restoration can be really cool and wonderful because it is sad when certain art gets lost over the years. But I think that what they're doing is is worse. I'd rather it just be like, this one's missing an eyeball or it's faded or you know what I mean? <laughs> so this this article, I just, I Googled <laughs> terrible art restorations uh -huh. and the first article that, you know, because I click on the 
the top. The clickiest headline. Eight fatal restoration fails, which shook the world. Oh, shook. The task of restorers is to revive dilapidated and damaged works of art. This work is creative, but not at all simple. One wrong move and the masterpiece is ruined. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, mistakes are inevitable. Well, yeah, because you can't do everything perfectly. Okay, so here's the original. Oh, I've seen that. It's like Jesus with a thorn, the crown, the crown and, of thorns. And there's the fresco. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. before and after let's that see that looks like andre the giant right okay. jesus to andre uh why did they they change the color of oh no the most sensational case of an mm. unsuccessful restoration occurred in spain so i had some of the story in my head yeah. so it's, it's all floating, floating around. around there i confuse a lot of that information though i'm not like a hard drive that i can recall information clearly. well you're not a you are not a robot thank you that's a, are not a robot. That's how you know that I'm not the Sean Laundry robot. Yeah, I don't, you know, you I don't, don't recall information very well. <laughs> Hot water for these jeans? What do I put on? <laughs> okay. The most sensational case of an unsuccessful restoration occurred in Spain. 80-year-old Cecilia Jimenez volunteered to restore the mural with the image of Jesus in a local cathedral. But for some reason, it did not look like the original at all. Perhaps the elderly woman's eyesight failed her. That's when I just showed you. Okay. Um, here, here's the fresco character okay why does he fresco with. i don't know what fr the is fresco fresh movement. yeah fresh okay. new i don't know and they're oh. <laughs> lost their eyes oh no. before and after uh anyways you can you can google these yourselves it's it's quite quite amusing um there's a lot of examples oh no <laughs> <laughs> Was that chia pet? A sculpture. Oh my gosh! Look, before the Great Wall of China, after. Oh no! Anyways, wow. You're just oh here. Here's a beautiful restoration of architecture. Some sort of dilapidated. They should have done a bunch of stone. Oh no! It's like stucco disaster. Oh okay. Okay. Anyways, let's get into letters. Yeah, but that's. People's, I love that. People oh. should be ashamed of themselves. Well, it's just funny. Mm -hmm. Who who does this? Who yeah. does this? Who's the prankster? Who is? Maybe it? I'll apply to be an art restorer. We're going to catch up today. That's my goal. We have one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, we have five six, letters. Seven. Okay, we got to do it quick though okay. because it's what time? We've talked too long. It's eleven. Well, we'll trim the the, the other trim stuff our back. other shit. Okay, this is from Jules. And is entitled Sean's Strange Coincidence, episode 97. Hey, Sean, Katie, Roxy, and OTDM friends. Hope you all are well. Jules. Hi, Jules. I take this thing off. Is it bothering you? Well, no, the string keeps going boing oh, in my headphone. Probably because you had it hooked onto your headphones. I don't have it hooked on that way. Katie. What? Why do you let me do such silly things? I purchased those silly things for us. Ah. Thought it was fun okay it says now you guys also ask for favorite games and i love playing escape the room games um good job oh good job really with my real life macgyver adventures remember when she like yeah. busted herself out uh our friend rebecca loves escape rooms i've actually never done one me either mainly because i'm afraid of failure don't know if we ever will i do like riddles though and so the oh. idea of it Remember the riddles at uh, YouTube Space LA where they have it up on the wall and I would think about it for like an hour or two. And if I, it came to me, I'd be like, ah, oh, yes. And I then solved if, one of those right off the bat. Yeah. I walked in and 
I have this thing. If I if I win at something, then I'll never attempt it again because I'm like, oh, I got a hole in one. I'm done with golf. We yeah. talked about this you and I before. Quit when you're ahead. That's it. <laughs> but I think about it for a couple hours and then I'll be like, I'm going to Google it. So, okay. Um, from episode 97, I had to laugh as I have been waiting to send in my next few mishaps. Chapter three, Jules MacGyver escapades. I just want to reassure Sean that you're not alone in finding yourself locked out of the house. Ah, okay. Part one, chapter three. The next misadventure mishap wasn't an escape. It was a break-in. Insert cool man emoji with the sunglasses. But first, I had to crack the code. When I'm tired, stressed, or busy, I tend to get more forgetful and clumsy, don't we all? So while my parents went on holiday, I agreed to dog sit for my family's three rescue dogs. Major, a German shepherd, Ben, a, I know major, 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 Ben, a cocker spaniel, and a little and little Billy, a Yorkshire terrier. No less than an hour after they left, I took the dogs on a walk. Upon my return, I was faced with a dilemma. I had the wrong keys in my pocket. And I didn't have the passcode to access the spare key in an outside coded box. Gulp. First, I went to a neighbor's house to send a message to my family. But while I was waiting for a reply, I attempted an online escape room, my online escape rooms by starting with 0000. But my fingers were getting blisters from <laughs> trying to each and every number. <clears throat> so I wonder what the combination, uh, how many permutations of that combination oh, are. Endless. I mean, it depends on how many numbers you have. Right. Like, you know, it just gets exponentially more intense. Thankfully, the dogs were able to get some rest as my parents had left their car door open in the driveway. Oh. Oh, so you could get into the car. It was unlocked. So they got in there. Oh, my goodness. I kept punching number codes in. And about two and a half hours later, I skipped a whole series of numbers by chance. I persisted and click, click. No kidding. Success. Wow. That I is persistence. The code. That's amazing. I quit after like, I don't know. Like two minute, or three. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm never going to guess this. And not one neighbor became suspicious, thankfully, right? As you're like lingering. That's why luckily we were like in our backyard, like hanging out, waiting for the locksmith. But I was like, it's just kind of creepy that we're just hanging out in our, like in a space and can't get in. One time, I don't remember exactly how it went down, but we had locked ourselves out of our apartment and mm. one of us went through the kitchen window. Me. We had, we went down to bread and porridge, the restaurant and had some dinner. No, they that was through in. the front door. Wasn't no, that it? was through the, the, there's two instances, right? both through the kitchen window and both times you boosted me in and I fell into the kitchen sink, but once was Halloween. Oh, that's right. And, um, we got, I forget what we even used. Once was a butter knife that we pilfered keys from. or something. Cause we had that stick to yeah. help and we like hit it and then we knew we could push through the lock. Super secure apartment we lived in. Yeah, no neighbors came out and said, uh, hey, what are you doing back there in the alley? And you were dressed like a football player and I was a cheerleader. <laughs> we were just doing a stunt. Push me through the window. Okay. <laughs> Basket toss. So she persisted. Success. She'd cracked the code and not one neighbor became suspicious. Once back in the house, me and the dogs just chilled with Netflix and pizza. Part two. I can't believe that you cracked the code that. I know. I'm really impressed with her skills. We should call her next time. Next time we get locked out, Jules is our first call. Hopefully it's not too late because I think she lives in the UK. Okay. Part two, chapter three. So when I say I'm forgetful, I'm not joking. Over about three years, I must have misplaced, lost, or left my keys about 20 times, including the spare key in a secret rock. Mm, <laughs> the rock key. Which rock is it? And it always looks not quite right. In my last home, the door was an automatic lock. That's dangerous. That'll just lock on its own. Mm. 
A friend kindly helped uh, by bringing a crowbar, screwdriver, and a torch. Even though the, the door had a Yale lock and frame of the wooden door, um, oh, the wooden door frame was old and loose. Prying the door frame one way while turning the crowbar against um, the nick of the lock, we found a cheat code and saved a bunch of money for a locksmith. Thanks, good, thank goodness they were able to like, get him. However, as this happened countless times again and again, I ended up buying my own crowbar. And yep, I lost count as to how many times I had to break into my own house. That, that's how you... Uh, <laughs> You kind of just slowly get into the cat burglar business. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I practiced you, so many times on my own. Door. You happen well. upon a different career path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one became at all suspicious. Doesn't that worry you? That always worries you. Have an me. honest face, you know. I know. <laughs> oh, this I just locked myself out. <laughs> just, <laughs> crowbar with your foot. Yeah, just get this. Don't worry. Not even when I had to ask a friend's kid to leapfrog up to the lounge window to climb through the window and unlock the front door. That's why you don't want to have a doggy door because all you need is a little kid to crawl through there for you and open up the door and let you in as the adult, aka the burglar. That's also another way you get into the business. You start them young, you know. Well, we um, are replacing a door and we debated if we just bust ourselves through it because we're going to replace it. But doors are really back ordered. That's why we waited for the locksmith. We were like, like, do we want to break the? I was like, really- I'm like- Katie, stand back. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to run at the door. I'm going to hit it with my shoulder. And I'm going to break my shoulder. If that doesn't work, I'm going to run at the door and I'm going to use my leg. Hi-ya! Sean pushed on it a little. He was like, no. I could give it. That's what see. you said, but we were like, we don't know when we'll get a door. That's it. And I don't want to have a tarp up. up, you know. That's not safe. No. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, I have a new home and, it, um, and I have to lock that oh that i have to lock myself i still have had mishaps of leaving my keys at work or misplacing them but we have good neighbors or i use the back door key hope you have a good week everyone jules thank hey, you jules. jules uh perhaps invest in a tile that's a yes that's well, a good little device i don't even know if that's necessarily it but she might want to get one of those locks that is a code it's just a code like airbnbs have them a lot mm. so that if she misplaces her key she can just code herself in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah. she's also forgetful no, but she's good with her codes. Yeah, that's true. You know, I don't know. Just set your code to one, two, three, four. Fine. <laughs> no one will guess that one. Safety first. <clears throat> no, just nine, eight, seven, you know, six or something. Backwards. Remember the mentalist we saw at Zeitgeist? Yes, that was crazy. He cracked that person's phone code that and the person wild. was shocked. And then I was shocked at how stupid the person was because their code was one, two, three, four. No offense if that's your code, but this was- I don't remember it being that, but I just remember him said, cracking it. That's what he said, because they- they open it up to questions at the end and mm-hmm. they're like, how did you guess the per-? Cause he went into the audience. I thought it was a plant. Mm-hmm. He, no. he grabbed someone's phone and, and uh, he said, honestly, uh, a ton of people use very simple codes. It's like four zeros or one, two, three, four. Didn't he say he could like read from people, whether they were like put any thought into it or not? He's the mentalist, but these could. were CEOs from large corporations. Yeah, like and chief marketing, chief if, executive. <laughs> yeah. If the CEO of Intel can't, protect his own phone mm-hmm. well, is people he going to protect your data afterwards to see if he, he was a plant or not people were talking to him mm-hmm. he changed his code by the way okay <laughs> we have an update how often do you change your passwords <clears throat> i try to do it every couple every like honestly six months or a year oh that's pretty good i uh, happen to have um cleared my browser cache Yes, or not cash, but my passwords, everything. I wiped he, out he wiped my everything. browser. So we had to like redo a lot of things. Man, that. It's a pain in the patookas. I think that's why people don't do patookas. it. I think that's why people don't redo theirs. Because it's like, but when I, what I've done in the past, like around when we were moving, I changed all the Is passwords. Is Yiddish? 
Maybe. It's a fun word. I'll ask Barry later today. Pain in the patukas. The patukas. I don't think there's p in oh, the Oh, I always say the patukas. Uh, that's my... Pawtucket. Yeah, that's my um, addition. But anyway, the the best way I find to do it is to not do it in all one fell swoop, just to do it as you sign into things. So like as we get into our YouTube channel, I redo the password, but that's mm. like a total pain because it's like all these, uh, you know, two-factor authentication Why i got i'm like is factor? it my phone or your phone that's getting the text with the number you know and then your email i need this so you just do them a little at a time as you sign into them and it honestly only takes you about a week <clears throat> but then you have other i'm sure there's other randos that pop up where you're like oh i should change this one too mm-hmm. anyway okay sometimes i don't forget my password though i'll just put in my email mm-hmm. and i'll know what the password is or the computer will remember it mm-hmm. but i will hit forgot my password and that's how i uh, update my oh, randomly that's... i'm just rolling through my yeah. passwords all the time now because i am quite uh paranoid yeah about you Make know me feel like i should change them again it's been a while yeah um <clears throat> although we did just change quite a few of them because you forgot them and oh maybe know. i should build a robot that would change my passwords for me that's amazing the the sean password 2000 password slash laundry folder yeah mm-hmm. i like okay. that robot we have an update from our science wanker Oh, hello, Sue. It's entitled Science Wanker Report. Hello there. Hope you all. Um, oh, hello, you three. Hope you all are well. It's the Science Wanker here. Hi, Sue. I'm still living with all of my ailments. By the time you read this, it will be around the time of my two years of long COVID anniversary. Yay. I feel bad for her. Our friend Fabs is going through the same thing. Yeah. But I do hear that there are quite a few uh, medical professionals that are, or there's quite a mm-hmm. bit of research into this and- mm-hmm. Um, did Fab say that she had found any success or she, she was going back to the, the doctor soon? She has a different, they have a different treatment protocol because they keep learning more. Right. So she was fortunate enough to get into the long COVID clinic that we have. Um, I think it's out in, because she lives in Austin as well, but I think the clinic is actually out in uh, College Station okay. out that way. I could be wrong. But anyway, so she has been going there. And One doing, of the Baylors or something like that? Probably. Okay. But I'm not sure. Maybe Sue knows. Maybe Sue has an update. She might have her own thing. Okay. So anyway, she says, still living, you know, with this. I've discovered the fun of zooming around on my disability or mobility scooter, which makes up for me having to sell my bike since I'm a little too ill to ride it. Yeah. Um, to buy my scooter. It's given me the freedom to at least get a bit of fresh air and count the squirrels when I'm well enough. EMDR is over Zoom and has had some challenges. I'm too ill to make it into the office. Like the time that I had my eyes shut and was tapping away when my therapist cat jumped up and grabbed her microphone. <laughs> so you're doing it to, to left, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, for those who and don't know what the, EMDR is, zone. I think probably most of our audience does. But yeah. And then all of a sudden you're... Yeah. <laughs> like... Well, that was pretty good. You know, they did a... Yeah. Suddenly I was deafened by purrs and chewing noises. I'm also paranoid that my own cat may walk across my keyboard while I have my eyes shut and disconnect us. Oh. I, sometimes when I'm doing my Patreon hangouts, the kitty cats will come and they always want to walk on the keyboards. It's it's interesting why they cats want do that. Yeah, they they they're like, why are you paying attention to this box or mm-hmm. whatever? When I can, I can offer you just as much yeah, why are entertainment. Because I don't know. Do they think that you're petting the keyboard or giving oh, the keyboard maybe. a massage with your fingers? Maybe like this, and then the cat's like, I'll just get. Between right you and this thing. here. And you can do that to me. And then about 30 seconds later, they turn on you. I don't like it like that. You know? Yeah. I like the pet. Not that way. Yeah. Very funny like that. Um, that reminds me of that, Celine. I think I probably mentioned it here, but there's this funny video 
the it's like the dear kitten kind of video but instead it's like oh this cat is like laying and the person's voice is like oh, nowhere to lay <laughs> oh bless you bless you <laughs> Sorry. um you know all of my favorite spots to sit and nap are taken so i must stay awake and mm-hmm. it just looks like angry and it's like the box was recycled the uh the folded clothes have been put away it's like naming all these random Some things. grounding techniques for the kitty cat well no then it was like and sadly there is a keyboard but no one is using it <laughs> like i won't lay on it because no one's using it okay sorry uh sue back to you so um <clears throat> she's afraid her cat member is gonna get on her keyboard while her eyes are closed and disconnect this i wonder how long it would be before i noticed this wasn't a therapeutic pause and that she's no longer there <laughs> right oh, a therapeutic pause like cat pause oh cutie cute cute i'm still doing what i can to keep my spirits up i even made a website of things that i've written or drawn while going through therapy so if anyone wants an uplifting experience um stay away from it at all costs because oh. it's not uplifting did she share it Yes, there's oh, a cool. link so we can put it in the description. Yeah. But seriously, if anyone visits and feels the urge to share their own art, I'm adding a section where others can share too. That's awesome. Anyways, I've been neglecting my role as science wanker. So I thought that I'd give you some unadulterated scientific data on some of the stuff that you often talk about on the show, starting with vitamin C. Okay. Also known as L, uh, I always have trouble with this word, ascorbic acid. Ascorbic it is an essential dietary requirement because unlike most animals, humans are unable to produce it themselves. It was discovered in 1912. It is essential for the repair of tissues and the production of neurotransmitters such only, as serotonin. Only 1912. Yeah. Wow. And many other metabolic functions. Most famously, it is required for immune cell functioning. <clears throat> A review of all research into vitamin C found that it has no effect on preventing the common cold, but... 200 milligrams a day taken regularly may reduce the duration of a cold by an average of 8% in adults and 4% in children. That's significant. That doesn't seem like that much, but 8%. That's huge. Doses of vitamin C of 1,000 milligrams are no more effective than 200 milligrams, and starting to take vitamin C at the onset of a cold has no effect. So your body just uh, pees it away? Yeah. You know. It's only 200, what it's, I would assume what it's able to absorb or right. something. I wonder if there's different forms that are more uh, <clears throat> readily available for your body or more uh, easily yeah. um, absorbed, ascorbic. Ascorbic, also. <laughs> but uh, vitamins, okay, so when they discovered vitamin C, mm-hmm. 1912, I wonder if there's a shift in in how long people lived. Mm, maybe. It, you know, did, did society once or pockets wherever they did these studies i'm sure someone did a study um if you haven't yet get with it guys but <laughs> come, uh, on. come on come on come on i would assume that it added some years to people's lives mm-hmm. or i'd assume so okay okay vitamin c is considered generally safe and incidents of toxicity are rare the most common side effects are diarrhea stomach cramps nausea sleep problems headaches and fatigue i wonder if there's uh vitamin c in my coffee that, i don't think so that lists off all the I don't think so. Except for the fatigue. Man, that stuff keeps me up. For people with some medical conditions, high doses of vitamin C can be dangerous. For example, it's been known to destroy the kidneys of people who have had transplants. I wonder if that's because the immune response, you're like triggering your immune response and you've had a transplant. So your body's like, out with you. Yeah. Yeah. Rejected. Rejected. 
Anyway, I'll stop going on, but if you have questions or want me to share research data on other things, let me know. Always, Sue. I don't have anything specific, but... Well, it, I do uh, because mm-hmm. I've uh, gone on a vitamin journey. Uh, that's also a sign of uh, how, how you know you're... Because she told us about the resveratrol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And vitamin D. Or no, was it her? I don't think maybe it wasn't her that told us about the resveratrol. As I say that, I'm like, wait. No, I don't think Sue wrote in about resveratrol. It wasn't Sue. I can't even say it. So. Resveratrol. No, it you. was... Um, the name is escaping me. It'll come back. Escape. Escape. But I do have questions, Sue, about if there are any studies regarding whether vitamin C has extended the lifespan of humans uh, or or not. Yeah. So let's hope all three of us are looking after ourselves. Sue. Thank you, Sue. We we are. Oop, I just opened the same email again. <clears throat> um okay. And it looks like Jules, we got your email. I know you sent it twice it seems like maybe it didn't show her that it sent you know it's when oh. stay in your outbox yeah. and you're like shit i'm curious about jules's scooter because yeah, i scoot, love scoot. all things motorized yeah the so, scoot scoots can be really cool well yeah so justin uh, nephew justin was in the as opposed to non-nephew justin yeah do we know any other justins i don't know uh, another justin but so well i have a i have a but cousin I, but i don't i know. say nephew justin just so that the people in the audience you know, mm-hmm. kind of know who we're talking about. It's my sister-in-law's oldest. Yes. But he used to work in a uh, mobility device mm-hmm. uh, realm. And uh, he had quite a lot, a lot of insight on um, batteries for mm-hmm. whatever, I guess, because they run off of electric power. Yeah. And when I was looking at a battery for my motorcycle, he's like, oh, don't go with that brand. Go with it. You know, he. Uh-huh. That's cool, though, to know, because you want something to have a long life. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I think mo- uh, mobility scooters are pretty cool whenever I see them because we had and that one come in, a long way too in Santa Monica. Remember the store next to the bicycle oh, yeah, store? Yeah. I went in there one day to look at them because I I'm curious. This is a motorized vehicle mm-hmm. that I they had all sorts of uh, like assistance. Yeah. Gear. And what a cool world that is that, mm-hmm. you know, much like uh, prosthetic devices or mm-hmm. whatnot or glasses, you know, like they're they're built to to assist humans. You know? Yeah. And uh I don't know. I like mobility scooters. That's just my jam. And But I, I've seen a couple that are a little outrageous in Southern California, much like they do with their pickup trucks. They put big tires on them. Oh, that's not mobility scooters. Well, they are, but they're like... No, those are not. They're like golf carts, but they're... No, no. I've seen the mobility scooter with big tires. So it was like a, a modded out mobility scooter. I've never seen it one had, of those. Yeah. I think you're making it up. No. No, no. I think they had one at that store in Santa Monica. I think that's where I saw it. Well, how do you go off-roading? With the mobility scooter. With your, you have to have big tires. Well, that's, that's I'm sure, why he had it modified. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I thought it was cool. But we had that one guy that would come to our local pub, and his whole job was making those golf cart things. Remember? Oh, yeah. That guy was he was pretty big into golf carts. He's very interesting. That's a different realm, though. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what they were talking about. I was like, oh, yeah. they had them. Remember, he'd always park his outside. And I was like, oh. What's some cultures here? really like to modify things. Yep. And Southern California, they're, they're vehicle crazy. The car car culture craze that mm-hmm. caught on in the 60s. That's a 50s. lot. Car culture craze the, that caught on in California. <laughs> alliteration that's crunchy. Crunchy alliteration, that's I call too it. too much. It's pioneered a new form of uh, literature. But no, and if I had a mobility scooter, mm-hmm. I would put stickers all over it. Mm. I would have all sorts of fun stickers. Christina, when she had her scoot scoot, which isn't a mobility scooter, but- just, She blinged it out. She blinged it out. She actually auctioned, not auctioned it off. It was a giveaway. Mm. It was like, you know, I think they shipped it to one of their- She had like tassels off of the uh, handlebars and- uh, Yeah, had a little- uh, Sparkles. Had flowers in the front that she bought and 
put on there. I would get a basket and put it on the front. It had a basket. No, I'm I'm just saying my mm. basket. And they got whatever was in her basket, which was like a lollipop. I would and just some put E.T. in there. Yeah. E.T. Well, and then, a blanket but, around them. Yeah, but you're going to need space for your stuff. So you don't want to fill it all with E.T. Sure what if it was an E.T. <laughs> backpack? So it was duble functionable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Fashionable, functionable. Yep. The two important Fs. And you take the, the backpack of E.T., put it on your back, mm-hmm. and then you have your basket open. And you Perfect. Can put, you can go to the market. Perfect. Sold. Can we move on to Marina's letter? Sure. Okay. It's called Misdiagnoses Gone Good. Oh. Mm. It says, hello, Sean, Katie, and the OTDM community. This is Marina from Italy. I haven't been writing for a while now, but I've always listened to your podcast and all the amazing stories that our community shares. I'm up to date with the episodes and just listened to number 99, where wow. you asked about misdiagnoses, and I have a small story about this. Luckily for me, nothing too serious. I was about 22 years old, and had been suffering knee pain for quite a while. It wasn't bad, but still pretty uncomfortable, and I thought it was not okay for a 22-year-old to be constantly suffering from knee pain, so I went to see my doctor, who at the beginning even refused me medical exams and told me just to take some painkiller. It's not a doctor. Mm-mm. That's a grade-A asshole. What a dickwad. Do your job, dude. What is the, is that the first thing, don't be a dickwad? Right. Yeah, on OTDM, OTDM land, that or whatever we call it. kicked out of OTDM yeah. land. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more. Okay. Ready? How presumptuous of the, the doctor not to- I know, to... just take painkillers. You're like, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Mask it with painkillers. I need you to fix it. Yeah. I obviously didn't take them and waited until he was on holiday. How smart. And a temporary replacement doctor who was put in his place to go and ask for an MRI on my knee. By the time I got my result, my doctor was back. He had looked at the images and told me that the pain was due to extra cartilage in my knee that caused no damage and could be surgically removed if it bothered me. Mm. Now this I know is the doctor with the misdiagnosis the, one the that's first a, time. Not misdiagnosis ones like fucking take painkillers. Yeah, I wouldn't trust. Hey, oh, oh, <laughs> it looks looks like I I need to look at the. Oh my goodness, you have extra cartilage. Extra We're going to have to have a surgery. Right? Hell no. Well, let's wait and see. Now. I know that self-diagnosis is not always correct, but when I looked up the result of my MRI on the internet, the explanation I got was the opposite of what my daughter told, or do- daughter, doctor told me. And if I had to describe how my knee felt, I would have said unstable, and that didn't fit the doctor's diagnosis. So I went to see a specialist, smart girl. Long story short, my knee has a small structural problem, and the plate of the rotula is slightly too big compared to the pivot on which it rotates, and that causes the cartilage to get consumed faster than normal. So she had less cartilage, not So it's grinding it, which makes sense. There's pain. Oh, that's caused by extra padding. I know. I mean, I guess it could be rubbing against something, but if that's not what's showing, that'd be easy to see. Did you go see Dr. Spachemin? I know. Has anybody seen 30 Rock and Dr. Spaceman? They call Dr. Spachemin. So sorry if I got any medical terms wrong or anything. You did great. Turns out I didn't have extra cartilage, but a small portion of it had been eroded, which in turn caused the discomfort in my knee. Mm -hmm. Luckily, this is nothing serious, so no damage happened. But still, my doctor got it completely upside down. Twice. I know, loser. This made me think with my bad knees and the fact that with COVID, I took up some new hobbies, which included knitting and cross-stitching. I might be the OTDM official grandma, even at the age of 32. <laughs> you can take that if you want it, but you don't feel pressure because a lot of people like to knit, you know, and cross. I used to love to cross-stitch when I was a kid, which I know sounds weird. What is cross-stitch? Is that where you take like a tennis racket and you're, uh, not a tennis racket, but like a, 
Yes. And there's material stretched mm-hmm. and then you. We can do that with a lot of different things, but cross stitch in particular. Yes. And it's like tic-tac-toe. You do X's? Yes. That's... Hence cross stitch. Okay. So, yeah. So let's say I usually get a pattern and you just follow it, but you, you do. Yeah. Like, like a, a cross stitch by numbers? Not by numbers, but by color. So like um, back in the day, I would cross stitch stuff for my mom. So let's say it'd be kind of like a on a, a tablecloth. Uh-huh. And in the corners, you'd put like these little floral or Christmas oh. designs or hollies or something. And so you do like all the pink stuff at once. You do all your crissy, crossy, crissy, crossy. Then you switch your your thread out to green or whatever mm. and do all the crissy, crossy for that. Does that make sense? It sounds uh, <laughs> soothing. It is. It's actually very nice. It's like coloring, but with thread. Mm. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. This made me think, oh, yeah, so I think that's it, actually. Thank you for um, entertaining this inner old lady. All the best, Marina. Anytime, anytime. Okay, we Marina, have- Marina, uh, mm-hmm. or anyone out there, mm-hmm. if you have a bad experience with a doctor, one of the only things I, I can think of right now is just leave an online review so that other people maybe know yeah. the situation. Because while some people are, you know, have a license- not everyone's great at their job. And he may be a very nice person, could be genial. But well, and he might be better at other things. Do right. you know what I mean? Sometimes I think the problem with like a general practitioner is that they don't always want to refer like, out oh, for a specialist. Seems, that's my elbow, you <laughs> idiot. What's going on? Just rub um, some dirt on it. Uh, put some Windex on it. But I think that, you know, they can't always specialize in everything. And yeah. sometimes it's better to see a specialist. Like when I went to our regular doctor who I like, our new uh, pri- primary doctor, she was like, oh, I can do your gyno checkups every year. That's fine. And I looked it up that that family, because she's a family doctor and they can. But if there was anything wrong, she'd still have to refer me to an OBGYN. And I was right. like, I already have an OB that I've seen. So I'm like, I'll keep with that. So it's just good to know. And I think if if you feel like the, an- the answer your doctor gave you doesn't quite line up, there's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. Right. It's your health. You Like I always tell you guys, like with mental health stuff, but especially any kind of health, you know what you're experiencing best. So don't just take one person's word for it. It's okay to ask around. Right. Yeah, that's a better you know? approach than just, like I said, leaving a review. Well, you but, should so people know. You yeah. could do that, but also just for your own self. It's like, you know, make sure you get a second opinion. And mm. I know not everybody has access to that, but sometimes it might be worth the drive. Even if you're in a rural community and you're like, Ugh, but the next doctor is like three hours away. Maybe we take a Friday and we do that just to make sure. Or telemedicine. Yeah, there's so many op- options for that. Yeah, agreed. I do concur. We are caught up with this letter. It's our last email. So send in your stories, people. Please. We are out of we material. We finally did it. We were backlogged by two months of oh, letters. Thank you for your patience. If you've been sitting on these stories, waiting for them to hatch, now is the time to hatch them. By episode 100, we O-T-D-M cleared the logs. O-T-D-M pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Funny is, stories, mm-hmm. sad stories. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We're, we, we're humans and we uh, Funny things you remember that. from your childhood. Favorite video games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ailments. You let us know. Scar stories. Let's talk. Let's do it. Okay. This is from Riley. It says, hey, oh, and it's entitled New Zealand Quarantine Info Member because yes. we had lots of questions. An OTDM land position proposal. <clears throat> We're ready for you. Hey, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and all the valued and loved listeners of this podcast. It's your girl, Riley, here. Last time I explained a bit about the COVID situation and the hassle it is to get into New Zealand, even for a citizen like myself. Because remember, wasn't she trapped in, was it in London? Yeah. 
You asked about the process that it takes to get into New Zealand. So I'll try my best to make it understandable. Okay. It's all changing around. And when I started my journey to get home, I had to just wait. And about every month they would release spaces onto the website. So from the get, you had to wait. Release spaces onto the website. And so like let people know there's spaces available. To come home? Yeah. Did someone take your space while you were gone? Well, no, let's hold on. I don't think it's like that. At that point in time, it was the first in, first served. So when all the spaces were gone, that was it. You had to wait for them to release more. But is a space um, dependent upon a medical professional evaluating whether you're ill or not? That's what I'm curious about. I think it might be like hospital beds or not hospital bed, but like a hotel, like quarantine space Oh, would okay. be my guess, but uh, I don't know. That makes more Let's sense. Let's keep reading. Well, maybe we'll find out. Um, they also wouldn't notify anyone when they released the spaces. So you would have to log into the website fairly often so that you didn't miss out when they were released. It wasn't like a time and date. Jesus Christ. Unfortunately for or me, maybe they call you back because you're a citizen and they should be serving you no. and like ping your phone. With this a is, this text is for message. citizens. That's what I'm saying. You're a citizen of, of this country. But they didn't. The Sean. government should be pinging you and saying, hey, time for you to. There's a lot of shoulds space. here already. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, when I was waiting to get a space, it just so happened that on the day that the spaces were released for that month, my internet was down for the morning. So by the time my internet went back up, I realized the spaces had been released and they had already, they had already been filled. Apparently, they were filled within about an hour of them being released. You should just be in a queue, even at, at the bare bones minimum of how the I government process I told you there's a lot it. of shoulds, Sean. <laughs> the frustration's building. I'm you're like, so mad you're like for... costanza right now. <laughs> is, is the vein standing out of my head? Uh, oh. Okay, the government then, so that's the first chunk. The government then switched to a lottery type system. So they would schedule a release time for the next group of quarantine spaces and everyone would be aware of this. You would then have to log into the website in an, in an hour before the spaces were released and wait in a waiting room. When the time came, everyone in the waiting room was put into a randomized queue, which let people into the site in order. The first time the system was used, there were approximately 3,000 spaces being released and there were over 25,000 people in the queue. Goddamn. Bureaucracy is the bane of my existence. It's so frustrating. I'm so, I'm up to here with New I'm Zealand, up Riley. Up to here. She said, I was at about 17,000. So they're 25,000. She was number 17,000. The issue people were having is that if you didn't get a space the first time, you could just join the waiting room again and could get put back into in, at the back of the queue again. There was no a continuing wait list. So it's not like you could get on the wait list and they worked their way through. It's like you could just... Get. Well, that's common sense, but mm -hmm. you know. But why did they even do this? Because then you could just be unlucky, and every time you end up at the bottom of the list, like maybe you have what happened to Riley. Sorry, we we have this basket, Ugh. and there's uh, balls in the basket, and your face is on it, and we just. <laughs> why from the beginning? And, a, and then we open it up, and we we oh look. Stacey. Why from the beginning didn't they just let everybody fill out a form about like I'm and here's my proof that I'm a New Zealand whatever queue up and get in the queue and then. They all should, you know, every two weeks, a new group. That's so stupid. Well, okay. then how do you, how do you make plans? Because, oh, you, you, your, your lottery ball was called or whatever yep, they're you doing. Go, bye. And then you have to all of a sudden pack, like you have to, you have mm -hmm. affairs that you have to button up wherever you are. You also have to make travel arrangements. It's not like flying to New Zealand is easy or cheap. And you don't, well, people could be anywhere in the world. Damn, man. Sons of bitches. Okay. 
So there was no continuing wait list, so people might not get a space for months and months and months. New Zealand only has limited spaces in its quarantine hotels, so it's basically the process that it takes to get into New Zealand, hopefully for not long, because they're looking at some at-home isolation instead soon. Okay, so that's it. So that's how it works. I really hope I was able to explain that in a way that was sort of understandable. Yeah, I totally get mm-hmm. it. And also, Sean mentioned that he wondered what I ate when I came back. And on my first day out of quarantine, I asked my mom if we could... Have butter chicken because it's my favorite. So I had mom's butter chicken. But one thing I wanted that I really missed were squiggles, which is a type of biscuit that we have that's so good. I'll attach a picture Recipe, of the package. Please. Now you buy them. Oh, squiggles. Little cookies. Oh, little they're candy. cookies. I thought I was thinking possibly. So crunchy, creamy, hokey pokey flavored deliciousness. Is that nougat? It looks like nougat. Is that a cookie? I don't know. Chocolate. Hokey pokey and squiggles. I like it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Anyway, that's all from me. I hope you all are doing well. I love hearing about all the plans for OTDM land. It sounds like a brilliantly bizarre place to live. I would love to be a part of it. Mm. And the one thing that I would be most qualified for, I think, is the head of Questionable Advices Bureau. Oh. I think I've made enough questionable decisions to have sufficient experience in this area. I am more than happy to share some of these decisions, but probably in a different letter. This one is already quite long. So thank you for bearing with me and have a wonderful day from your hopeful candidate for heading up a questionable advice bureau in OTDM land. I like that. If you will graciously accept my request, Riley. What do you think, Katie? Accepted. Ah, I mean, I love the idea of having bureaus. Bureaus I love questionable advice. Yeah. We're opinions that don't matter. Beautiful, Riley. Works really well with our- Nice dovetail. I, I accept it. So, uh, David Redacted, please add her to the list. That's all we have for them. We're all We're caught, caught up. up. I can't I believe feel it. so good. Check <sighs> in that box. <sighs> Serenity now. Serenity now. In the space of Zen. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I was listening to yesterday mm-hmm. while I was driving to pick up Roxy? And mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed this podcast, but Duncan Trussell's Family, family Hour. Hour? Yeah. I haven't he's listened a, to it, but you've mentioned it a few times. He's a very interesting person. His voice is so unique, first of all. <laughs> it's very unique. And he, he's eccentric and, and he's uh, on a continual journey of... Self-exploration. Yeah, the mind and and, and uh, betterment. Well, I appreciate the fact that... I don't know if anybody else likes this, especially now. I appreciate when people are just open to hearing about things. There's no preconceived notions with him. He's like... Hmm. And then it'd be like, yes or no. You know what I mean? Let me think about it. Maybe. He's always just open to learning more, considering more and thinking differently. Yeah. On a a journey to a journey of constant betterment. Mm. And as I was listening to this podcast episode yesterday, he had a a Buddhist instructor that he's been. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's an instructor. I don't know enough about Buddhism in that way. I don't either. But it was really, so there was that one that I listened to and there's another one recently, but anyways, the Buddhist instructor yesterday Mm -hmm. I was listening and it was really quite fascinating. And I think I'm at a point in my life where I want to start doing some more personal work in Mm -hmm. in terms of like, I'm feeling stagnant and this isn't me goofing around, Uh, but, but in, and I'm not going to become a Buddhist or maybe I will. I don't know. If you want to do um, it, you do you. But it was really interesting. And I'm really quite interested in meditation. Yes. I mean, the benefits are in, insane. You well, can actually see the brain scans. It's wild. Yeah. I just, I have a hard time sitting still, but I believe that. And this, not falling asleep. 
<laughs> Damn it. Because <laughs> that's why when I used to go to unplug meditation, right? which maybe we have one here, but um, you're supposed to sit up if you have trouble staying awake. And I right. always have trouble staying awake, so I always sit up. Yeah, they were talking about the 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 box yesterday in in mm-hmm. uh, I guess some some practice that mm-hmm. <laughs> and the box you is, breathe. Mm-hmm. No, no, this this is actually just a physical uh, device to oh. to help you kind of take some relief out of your out of your posture. Mm. So while they're I guess in meditative uh, practice, they're they're sitting in a particular way. Oh, but I it, didn't it, know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's you know twenty minutes, but twenty minutes sitting with proper posture for your breathing or whatever can be difficult. And so I think that these people well, have, to use, have like a, a there slight- There might be muscles you don't normally use because we do that in yoga a lot where we'll have a sit cross-legged and he'll be like, imagine there's a string from your butt up to the top of your head and I'm mm-hmm. pulling it, you know? Yeah. Well, anyways, if anyone's interested, I thought it was a great Or episode. if you have information to t- teach us or tell us about meditation or other ways that you've done self self-exploration- Send in your letters to otdmpod at gmail.com. We're out of letters. Certainly as we- It's an emergency. Look at the next 200 episodes, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps uh, as the country, because we are going to purchase some land for our country. Mm. And at this land slash scam Remember when ashram we tried to get, that we build. Didn't we get that land for your sister from, uh, <laughs> there was this little bit of land in Hawaii too? Yeah, Hawaii too is off of Nova Scotia, I believe. <laughs> And they bought it. It was the Cards Against Humanity. And they would do these Christmas. We lucked out because they sell out really quick. We got it for, for Kim so and the boys. does anyone out there play Cards Against Humanity? It was a great do game. Do you remember this? It was like five years ago or more. And it, they got extra cards. Which was and cool. And stickers. And some of the cards were personalized with their, their names. one square foot of land on Hawaii too. Yeah. So the people that built Cards <laughs> Against Humanity took the money from... Mm-hmm for whatever and they they bought a parcel of land it was an island yes and and everyone got a square foot and some people went out and put their little flags on it so don't say we never gave you nothing (laughs) gave you a square foot of land in nova scotia somewhere (laughs) hawaii too stop saying nova scotia no but it's in nova scotia no but you look up hawaii too and you find it oh i I think it's in nova scotia okay google where is hawaii too You've got several choices. Mm. Hawaii 2 and Hawaii 2. That's not helpful. Okay, let Thank me you, look Google. it up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. You've got choices, neither of which are helpful. <laughs> there it is. Okay, Cards Against Humanity Hawaii 2 is a previously used as a de facto public land. In 2014, the island was purchased by Cards Against Humanity LLC as part of a fundraiser, and it is St. George Lake. Liberty, Maine. Oh, Liberty, I knew it was Maine. in the States. I just thought uh-huh. it was, I was like, I didn't know where. I was yeah. like, is it outside of Massachusetts? It's Maine. So you're close. It's up up north that way. Yeah. But, that was a good Christmas gift because yeah. my sister has three boys. Ooh, another thing people could send in. Yeah. The funniest or worst Christmas gifts you've ever received. Have we done that before? I feel like I maybe we have. We should save that one for Christmas, Katie. Okay. Okay, we'll hold on to those. <laughs> if you send that letter in, we will not read it till next <laughs> no, you know, we'll holiday read it. season. But yeah, it was fun <sighs> for your sister and the boys because they all liked it, and it was a it was a fun gift to to give. Well, they didn't know who was sending it to them because it was, I believe, seventeen days 
of the holidays. Yeah, they that, sent a bunch of things. Something like, just kept showing up and some were like vulgar stickers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it Your said... Your sister's like, I can't have them taking those to school. <laughs> some of the, like, some of the most disgusting stuff I mean, it's cards against humanity <laughs> right and but the boys are like who is sending this i don't know maybe i'm re- remembering it wrong but Mm-mm. i remember they were they were quite tickled we didn't tell them until those those stickers showed up because your sister was like i don't know what the hell this I, don't is or whatever. We, I don't think we told her until no we told her did we tell her right away Mm-mm. it was like the second or third package oh, okay. or something but she thought it was really funny oh, fuck yourself what kind of st- who sends that kind of a like, sticker it was us <laughs> hey i don't mean it though <laughs> we, no, just, we love you very much but yeah, yeah. Oh, really funny i haven't played that in a while me neither we should bring it back out maybe when harriet's is here to visit mm. i feel like it was uh surpassed by some other games uh, and also it was never you can never get the expansion packs that's what i don't like about some of these games well, i was sold out yeah but it might not be as popular now i might be able to get the expansion packs because mm. they had a canadian version and stuff that you could get the expansion packs like mm. quebecois oh really yeah remember oh, i don't remember that there was something because it, it's like you know like what do could you be mean? regional you know what do you mean has expansion packs but i couldn't buy them i was looking this christmas and i was like Oh, they sold out? Yeah, because, you know, new memes happen all the time. I need I True. need the new, the freshest. We need the freshest The freshy memes. memes. Only the fresco Send memes. us your memes. Mm. Do you have memes that you are regional? Do you have a regional? favorite meme? And why is it your favorite? We got to go. This is enough. Okay, we love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy 100th episode. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, we will see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.